0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz and I am your pop culture and sports nerd, Ali. I am a Leo classic nerd.
1: And I'm being a comic nerd. Yeah. Not a lot whole lot going on, guys. What's going on? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Une- uneventful couple weeks, fellas.
0: Uh, yeah. First off, um, for our <laughs> listeners, we have been recording, all right? <laughs> yeah. Into the void. We- yeah. We've been recording. We have content. You probably have heard that content now, but we're sorry the people that run our website for the podcast have had technical issues, and Ali's been on tech support for like three weeks now trying to get this shit out, but it hasn't been going out. Now
2: as they're listening to this, this makes no sense to them. Oh, yeah. This should be like cut and put in front of the first episode, but...
0: Whatever. It is what it is. It's too late now. I'm not going to go back and edit those episodes. So we're sorry. After you've listened to the two episodes that we've already done, and now you're listening to this one, we're sorry that it took so long for this stuff to come out. But we've been recording. Don't think that we haven't been here for you. We've been recording. We've just been kind of talking to ourselves. So it's like, It's been like our weekly, like, hey, how have you been conversations? <laughs> you know,
1: this makes more sense on, you know, Twitter. Shut up, V. Uh. I want to still
0: apologize to these people, all right? Because this is current. We're currently nerdy, and this is what's going on currently right now within currently nerdy, so I'm speaking the truths, But so it won't he... be current when they listen to it. I mean, technically it would be, because then, I, like I said, at this point, you've already heard the last two podcasts, but we're sorry that it took so long for it to come out, and I'm telling you why it's taking so long for it to come out. So fuck you. Stop trying to prove yourself right. God damn it. I mean, I mean <laughs> he is
1: right. <laughs> you know, we have a Facebook and a Twitter and an whatever, Instagram I'm right where people can know exactly what's going on suck my ass anyways <laughs> it's been a hectic few weeks here yes
2: I mean uh, tech problems is the least of our concerns to yeah be
0: literally like if that's the biggest thing I have to worry about like whatever it is not what it is a deal. But, yeah I could deal with that shit um I'm not getting fucking murdered you know and yeah. arrested and
2: since since we've been chatting we've reached several different hist- like, m- historical moments, right? Yeah. First, uh, we've officially passed 100,000 deaths. hmm COVID-19, which happened like a week ago. Yeah. At this point. So, that's, that's a thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. They've opened up phase two in California now? Yeah,
2: California like... has probably been, with the exception of SoCal, fuck you guys, uh, uh, California has been... The model in regards to like how to deal with a pandemic, hmm.
0: uh,
2: and I don't have a lot of good things to say about California government, right there's like there's a News couple of been doing a good job dude but the one thing that they've been doing a good job has been like they took this seriously, yeah. they took it seriously, and they responded with like evidence-based solutions. They were cautious. There's a reason why you know, New York looks the way that it does. Versus San Francisco, Governor
0: Newsom, right? Yeah, Governor, Governor, Grusome, right? Yeah, Governor Newsom, Who's
2: clearly, I think,
0: good-looking man. I don't know about that, but
2: he's clearly he's setting himself up for a presidential run. Yeah,
1: yeah. People were talking about that the beginning. I think yeah. in the beginning of uh, when he started to really react, people went, "Oh, well, he's he's yeah. kind of angling himself." Yeah, yeah. yeah. him yeah, and definitely.
2: Cuomo. Yeah, but Cuomo's response, people like yeah. called Cuomo out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, people hate that guy. Well, yeah. People hate Newsom too, bro. Yeah, well they, but, ha- they didn't know who he was until he went uh, you know maybe he shouldn't go to the beach and all of a sudden everyone thinks he's a communist now.
0: No yeah. Californians there's a lot of Californians that dislike Newsom but
2: yeah, there's a lot of progressives that dislike. he's a very centrist polit- corporatist politician, but he's earned a lot of goodwill because of his response. not from me. I yeah. have an inherent antipathy towards all politicians.
1: Well, I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't pat someone on the back that much for doing yeah. what they were supposed to Literally, do. Literally, right? that's the yeah. right.
2: That right there is the exact right response. They don't need kudos for fucking doing their job that they were supposed to do, anyways. But we live in the world that we do. True, <laughs> and, no, really. And so California has been good in their response, and like they're slowly starting to open back up. Pennsylvania hasn't been too bad. They're slowly opening up as well too. They're they're doing it county by county. Um, other places clearly kind of ju- kind of jumped the shark, Texas and whatnot, and we're starting to see a little bit of a rise there. Spikes. Spikes, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll probably see. COVID like... is slowing down a little bit in terms of like the deaths.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and the whole point of lockdowns and whatnot were just to ensure, wasn't to stop the deaths, but to mitigate the damage so that we our health care system doesn't get overrun. Yeah. Right, because like that—that's the big fear. Is like death, if that gets overrun, it makes things worse.
0: Exactly. So like I was talking to my partner yesterday, and she's like, "Look, at the end of the day, we're all probably gonna get COVID or you know get exposed to it." Like the Speak what they're trying. Yourselves. Oh yeah, you're you don't go outside anyway. Or but we're like living
2: in a bubble, <laughs> fuse. <confused. laughs>
0: but the the goal isn't to make sure that everyone doesn't get it. The goal is to make sure everyone doesn't get it at the same time. Yeah you know that's the that's the main goal because yeah. you don't want to overwhelm your hospital staff because yeah. we're just we're, we're not equipped for it. Yeah.
2: We just we don't know what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Well, we don't well somehow we don't have the money for it but we have money for fucking Other dressing, up, dressing up the yeah. police. Yeah. Fucking, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like which which I think has been I, I don't like to say like it's been the biggest news story cuz it, it sounds like but it is. It's stuff. a sec-
2: It's like in terms yeah. of like historical, like what's really going on in America. Like those are the two big things, right? Yeah. So first, you have this pandemic that's reached finally hundred, like hundred k. By the end of summer, we're probably gonna have 150,000 deaths, and then the fear of a second wave, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have this thing where all of a sudden, as uh, quarantine is starting to kind of light, slightly loosen up. There's been an explosion of social unrest as resulting from the fact
0: that there was yet
2: again another police shooting or another police killing. I shooting. should
0: say. Yeah. So, look, we we talked about Ahmad Arbery on yeah. our podcast, right? Um, we haven't talked about Brianna Taylor because yeah. that that happened during the the few weeks where we just we haven't been able to put out the podcast and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then they just
2: opened up her case again. Yeah. Yep. Thank
0: God. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, about a little over a week ago, now that we're recording, it was May 25th of mm-hmm. 2020, um, George Floyd was killed by Officer Derek Sh- Chauvin, is how you pronounce his last name? Chauvin?
1: Mm, I no Sh- idea. I think it was Chauvin.
0: Chauvin? It's yeah. C-H-A-U-V-I-N. Um. I'm sure
1: like a chauvinist because it's spelled, you know, chauvinist is spelled that same way. Yeah, let's let's call know, that right. yeah. yeah I wouldn't would know. I'm
2: not, I'm not an expert on uh, white names. Yeah, <laughs> they're too hard
1: for me to pronounce. Um, but you would not dirty yourself with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I shouldn't say that.
0: <laughs> no, but um, I'm sure those of you listening by now have seen the video of what happened. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: I wish I
1: could never... I would never... I wish yeah. I could I couldn't. Yeah, don't... See it,
2: there's, like, it's like, not... Don't watch yeah. it. Yeah. Don't watch yeah. it. It's, 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 it's a snuff it, film. It. It's yeah. literally a snuff yeah.
1: film. Yeah, I... So, I made the...
0: Uh, I made the effort to not watch it. I just read everything that happened. I, I couldn't... I couldn't... Like, even, like, the bits and pieces that I saw, like, that have been on, like, the news and stuff like that. No, I saw it on
2: Twitter. Fucking... Yeah. I hate Twitter's Twitter, autoplay yeah. Twitter, thing.
1: Twitter won't let you not see it.
2: Yeah, I hate that. No. Between, like, it autoplaying, like, inappropriate content and it's, like... I hate it, but yeah, I saw it, and it's, it's, it's worse than the the descriptions. You just cannot, you can't watch that video, and uh, it's, 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 come to any other conclusion other than that's it's pure murder.
0: Yeah, so I, I skipped through it, you know, but I because I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do, that. I couldn't do that to myself watching that shit again. Yeah. So um, let's put, let's set the context up. Yeah. So Who's George, George Floyd? Floyd George part. Floyd is a Houston, Texas man who was living in Minneapolis. Right. He yeah. just moved to Minneapolis. He's a forty-six-year-old black male. Yeah. All right. Um, so George Floyd and a group of friends of his, they went to uh, Cup Foods in mm-hmm. Minneapolis, Hennepin County, yeah. uh, Minnesota. Right. Yeah. Um, he used a $20 bill to buy cigarettes and um like just whatever. He was buying like cigarettes and snacks or something, right? So the cashier um thought that the $20 bill was counterfeit. Yeah, right. Now, he took it upon himself cuz it wasn't the st- so supposedly it's not the store's policy um, fake muslim activist linda Salsour tried to blame it on a 17-year-old black woman girl mm-hmm. but it wasn't it was a, it was like a male that was there he he called the police it was his policy it wasn't the store's policy the store said that it wasn't their policy to do that yeah. but the kid the the cashier calls the police right and it was like yeah there was this black male he used a counterfeit 20 um and he's sitting in this car and he looks like he's drunk or high or something right his verbatim words were I think he's on crack or something, right? That one—that's none trans- of
2: which is true.
0: No, yeah, none of which was true, um, but that was the transcript, right? Yeah. So the cops come and they try to pull him out the car, right? Which they do, mm-hmm. um, and they handcuff him. and In surveillance video, you could see that George Floyd was not resisting. Right? Yes, at all, at right. all. Right when they initially he's arrested talking, him, and that's it. Yeah, they did like no resisting, right? Yeah. And then they put him down to the ground, and he was just saying that he was claustrophobic, he didn't want to get into the police car, that he didn't He didn't use a counterfeit bill, right? So they put him on the ground, and Derek – so there's three cops holding him down and one cop yeah. um, watching it, right? Yeah. Um, Officer Derek Chauvin was the one – the main cop there. So he had his knee on the back of George Floyd's neck for – Eight minutes and 45 seconds. So almost yeah. nine minutes he held his knee on the back of George Floyd's neck. The whole time George Floyd is saying that he can't breathe. Yeah. Which is
2: reminiscent folks. of a very... Eric Gardner. Yeah.
0: Uh, right? what I was
2: about to say a very poignant moment in this struggle of Black Lives Matter. And
0: that's Eric Gardner. Yeah. Um, so he's saying he can't breathe. He's calling out for his dead mom. Yeah. Like he's he's begging the officer to let go of him. Right. Yeah. Like, let, take your knee off my neck. Like, begging the officer to take his knee off his neck. He goes unconscious. The cops see that he goes unconscious, and they still held their... The, the cop still held his knee on his neck for another two minutes. All right? The cop asks, like, hey, should we turn... Him? One of the other cops say, should we turn him on his side? And he says, no. All right? They check his pulse. He has no pulse. Then they call for an ambulance. And then, let's be real, when you don't have a pulse... Yeah. You're, you're dead gone. there. No, you're, you're, yeah, you're gone there. Get, yeah. Right? Yeah, they pronounced him dead when he got to the hospital. But he's already dead. But he's already dead. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he was already dead beforehand. Yeah. Like he died there and we all witnessed it. Like yeah. we all saw that video. Like yeah. we all witnessed the murder. Yeah. Like and the the response is, was was pretty bad, you know, like yeah. first they okay yeah the video came out so then they fired all four officers right
2: well uh, let's be let's be clear the response was very slow yeah the problem was that they refused to charge the first officer mm-hmm. they refused to do anything about it um, and as a result protests erupted and when those protests erupted the police did the first thing that they did was protect this officer's house
0: yes. There, he had 24-hour guards, and there was a ton of police officers yeah. around his house. Now,
2: there is, there is a context here in regards to police tactics. What we're seeing repeatedly in this kind of longer struggle of Black Lives Matter is a series of police tactics that are technically considered not illegal and yet commonplace amongst the police. Name the the chokehold, right? Mm-hmm. The chokehold. We're told that's not police tactic. You're not supposed to do it. It's yes. against police regulation. And yet we see over and over again that the police use that tactic. Mm-hmm. We know that the police tactic of pinning down someone by putting your knee on their upper shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. This yeah. is meant to keep a person from being able to get up. You put the pressure there, and they're unable to pick. It's a, it's a, it's a leveraging tactic, right? Mm-hmm. And yet we also see, as, as the subsequent protests have shown, that the police deliberately put their knee on people's necks, not on people's shoulders. So here we see a police tactic that seems commonplace, and the consequence of that is—is is this man dying? Yeah, and dead. there's the—you like, got to ask yourself when you see this video it's like the level of of disconnect, the lack of humanity it takes to hear someone call out for their mom and say, "Hey, I can't breathe," and to not respond to that. Yeah. Right, like that, like that's what really strikes me is like, like wow, how fucked up do you have to be as a person? How how twisted do you have to be when it comes to empathy or the lack thereof that you don't know, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't fucking put my neck on this guy's, you know, on this guy's neck or put my knee on this guy's neck.
0: No, here's the thing, right? Derek Chauvin, yeah, wasn't some like great cop that like didn't have a history of doing things like this.
2: Repeatedly he's been the
0: man had eighteen cases of misconduct on his police file. Mm -hmm. Eighteen cases. Yeah. All right. Like I don't know about you guys, but I work in a job if I had made eighteen horrific mistakes like that, I would no longer be at that job. Yeah, Yeah. You don't have a gun. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. right. and one of one of the things that was on his file was him unloading him and other officers unloading forty six rounds on onto a victim, yeah right yeah, and like, to
2: be clear, this was done while Amy, Amy Klobuchar uh, yeah. was running things
0: so it's it's not like this is the first time he's done something no. like wrong, right? Yeah, the first time he's actually being held accountable for it. Yeah. And I think George Floyd's daughter said it best, right? Yeah. She said my daddy changed the world. And Yeah. And in a way, well, not in a way. He he absolutely did. Because right now we're at a powder keg, right? You have the highest rate of unemployment, yeah, in the in the longest time. You have people out of work you have people stuck at home yeah and now people are already angry and yeah this was
2: this was like a perfect mix uh we really saw the kind of frustration that had been building over several weeks uh and a couple months we'll say and the frustrations socially with what was going on with our politics or our economy boil over this was the the spark and the result was that after, after this video was made public, there was a series of massive protests, first in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And the way that the police responded by protecting their own made it worse. And so the protests became agitated. And then the police in turn became agitated and cracked down even more. This then led to nationwide protests. Every major city. D.C., New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Houston, right? To the point where we're now talking about ev- there's a protest in all 50 states. This is yeah. unprecedented. And around the world. And yeah, it's yeah. now gone global. From Australia to England to Germany to to Amsterdam to France, who are apparently rioting at this point in time.
1: Man, they'll riot on the drop of a hat, though. Yeah, the
2: friendly, But that's Europe for you. Europe yeah. is a much more robust tradition of protest
1: yeah
2: like they're not they're like they're not afraid to break a few things good for, for them to get their point there's a reason why they retire at like 60 and have like great health care and have free education right it's like Cause they fight l- labor and shit they're like they burn they yeah burn this down. <laughs> 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 it's like things like what you're not gonna give me a raise fine i'll burn this building down <laughs> I oh told you about how there was a French commentator, a commentator of ours was talking about during the government shutdown about how docile American workers are because yeah, of that. It's, was like, it it's like you true. couldn't imagine a French person having a government shutdown for four weeks and then going, all right, fine, I'm going to still show up to work. They would have burnt <laughs> Paris to the ground. <laughs> so anyways, it's like this is now we have these massive global uh, uprising and it's made worse by the fact that uh, on one hand, you have a, a March four racial equality but also a march against police brutality yeah and in true american fashion the response to please let there be no more police brutality is more police brutality right
1: yeah of course like
2: only the police and it just goes to show you how much of a stranglehold they have on their city's politics how comfortable they are knowing that there won't be any accountability that they go wow this is a pr disaster any other corporation, any other big organization, goes, "Oh, this is a PR disaster. Let's put our good foot forward," right? Yeah. The police go, "Holy shit, this is a PR disaster. Let's do the exact same thing." Yeah, hold my baton. That yeah. they're <laughs> accusing us of doing. Let's do even more of that shitty thing. Yeah, like, that really, is that yeah. is that's because the police know they're like nothing's going to change. We do, we donate so much money to these. Politicians that they're never going to dare say anything or do anything about us,
0: but Uh, yeah, the rioters—they're—they're destroying things. Yeah, and
2: so the language has been fixated on this thing called the rioters, which is which is a common tactic, but uh, it does speak to the fact that we're now looking at. One can make an argument that we're looking at a long civil rights movement. From the civil rights era to the Rodney King riots to Ferguson to what's going on now in 2020 with George Floyd, we are seeing a long struggle against police brutality and racial inequality. But what has changed from that moment to now is that the mainstream position has changed. We now see corporation after corporation put out responses and statements in support of Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Politicians universally are condemning George Floyd. The problem, uh, the, however... I mean,
1: they're not condemning George Floyd.
2: I mean, the, 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 the yeah. death the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. The problem is that while you have all these statements and the kind of the mainstream cultural shift has happened, the long civil rights indicates that systemically nothing has ever truly changed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That yeah, great. Police are taking knees, but they're all, like you know they're also literally taking out people's knees with batons. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: They're sitting there saying yes, black lives matter, but you know what? Blue lives matter, and they're hiding their fucking police badge numbers as they beat protesters and tear gas protesters. Absolutely. So yeah. this is this is a moment in which you, you know you have a perfect kind of alchemical mix of people being stuck at home. Unemployment, the failures of our political system, and just being fed up with years and years and years of failure. There are people who are considered conservative or people who would never have been pro-Black Lives Matter a few years ago who are now saying, yeah, fuck the police, defund them because of how bad things have gotten.
1: Yeah, imagine how extreme it had to become. In order for people to do that, like,
2: yeah, imagine how extreme it has to get when Pat fucking Robinson,
1: yeah, seriously, goes, that yeah, things,
2: things aren't going right,
1: yeah. I don't, it's what's crazy to me is that, I mean, there's actually, uh, if you guys have Netflix, I know, I know Ali, you're boycotting or whatever, but hopefully Avatar brings you back one day, um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, there is a, if you ever watch, uh, Hassan Menager's show on there,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah he Petri-Nac. actually does
1: a whole episode on, 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 um, Why cops don't get charged? Yeah, right. And it's like a thirty minute. It's like a it's a Spark Notes thirty minutes version of like why, and like when you look at how circular and how protected they are, you really kind of go whoa, what the fuck? Like it's a completely ridiculous system in which they're constantly. It's almost like the Catholic Church in the sense that like, you know, uh, a a priest gets gets charged for something, right? Or something happens with a priest, and because the the actual Catholic Church is the one who kind of presides over whether or not they get in trouble. They just end up getting kind of shuffled through. Right. And a lot of it has to do with like police unions and the fact that it's like the DA has to charge the cop, but the DA needs the cop in order to go. And, you know, there's a whole, the, the, the web and the system in it itself is so fucking ridiculous. And it's so anti-citizen. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it'll make your head spin. It'll, well, it'll, it'll really piss you off. Like.
2: the the police system in America has become so ingrained, culturally as the good guys, and 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 systemically as as the the most important people to fund. They've become the support the troops version of what locals do. Right, support your local cops that it is very hard to see any sort of accountability when it comes to police. We see this over and over and the police just aren't held accountable for really horrific things that they do. I'll never forget, like I think it'll haunt me for the rest of my life, uh, the case of the the girl in New York who was arrested and then sexually assaulted and, and raped by two police officers and nothing happened to them because Apparently, legally, you can have sex with prisoners. Um, and that's rape. I'm sorry. I don't know how other, there's no other way to describe it as that is rape. Uh, nothing happened to them. And she was like 17, I think, or something like that, or 16. Jesus like, really Christ. horrific. Yeah. That case will always haunt me. Like, I'll never, like, that for me pinpoint. It's like, yeah, there's, there's nothing, the police can't do anything. As this entire thing is going on, as police brutality is literally being shown day after day after day, because the response, the nationwide uprising has led to a nationwide police riot. You want to talk riot? The police are the ones that are out of control. We see them literally look into the camera of news reporters and then fire pepper bullets at them.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. We watched CNN reporters get hit with tear gas canisters. Yeah, yeah and pushed I got another one, an Australian reporter got punched. And like they, you, they do this because they know, even though they're on TV, they don't care. No, there's no accountability there. Nothing's going to happen there. What and while this is all happening, you have police budgets that are being passed in LA. They just passed the budget. Uh, and they had this moment, which was kind of phenomenal, where they did a virtual town hall.
1: Oh yeah, the Zoom meeting. Yeah, the right. Zoom yeah.
2: meeting where, Mike, where Michael Moore was just... Ripped a new one by a uh, constituent after constituent. And you could tell this the smug look on his face. He did not care. He was on his cell phone. No they shit. were calling, they were telling him to choke on a dick. Yeah. <laughs> i see <laughs> you yeah. in hell. Yeah. I, you know, like, more like d- person after person was calling for him to, and he just didn't care. Why? Because he was looking at his phone to make sure that the budget passed. And right after that town hall, the budget did pass, and billions of dollars I were thought- allocated to the in- LAPD.
0: Been then, a Garcetti, like, Not give them as much as they wanted or some
2: shit. No, 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 no. So this is what happened is that they passed billions of dollars for that. And we're talking about like in comparison to any other citywide project, education, Mm -hmm. infrastructure, et cetera, the police budget is like something like 18 times bigger. Okay. It's huge. If you see the graphic, it's mind boggling. Billions. After massive protests by people going, are you fucking kidding me? Are you seeing what the LAPD are doing? He then backtracked a little bit by saying okay we'll take out like 10 million or something like that and we'll allocate this to uh communities of color but we're talking about like he literally took away five percent okay it's it's still billions of dollars oh
0: shit
2: that's how big we're talking about in regards to and this is not like we're not we're literally talking about billions of dollars so yeah go check that out and this this is because this is a moment where you can see the the police failing
0: what was that Twitter has been saying that like it's a win, you know, like the protest. Yeah, the- yeah,
2: it's a win. It's a very fucking small win.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. This is this is just not the top. What is happening though? And this is where I think we can we can talk about like some some elements of hope. Is first, this has brought people together, and I think in a way that we haven't seen before.
1: True. Yeah, there is a unity here that I I, I you know yeah. I mean post nine eleven I don't think I've ever yeah. seen anything like I think like
2: this. Like- one is because it we're seeing the the police response has been so bad that it's hard to, to go, oh, no, they are the good guys. Yeah. Right? We're seeing with our own eyes them shoot up the press. The press themselves have also shifted. I mean, the Don Lemon is a perfect example of this. I'll never forget good old Don Lemon. It smells like weed out here, right? <laughs> During Ferguson to yeah. where he is today where he's talking about Black Lives Matter as life and death. Right? That's, that's growth. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And Chris he Cuomo. was,
1: you know, and he was what it rated like the worst journalist. One of the of, worst journalists, yeah, yeah, like but he's he's ago. come he's come yeah. to
2: shine in recent years, right? Yeah. Because something happened. The Trump Trump election really woke him up. Um, and I think like we're, one, the press has has treated this very differently than it has other cases, right? Well, we are so and so was not an angel. Oh, they have this record. That's yeah, not. That's yeah. kind of that narrative is being kind of taken down right now mm-hmm. so one there is this the media narrative has shifted two we're seeing with our own eyes the police response right yeah. and it is horrific terrible bro. when you start to see them shooting into to protesters with tear gas and and they, to be clear they did the same thing fucking in Baltimore and in the same thing in Ferguson I mean the, the the picture of the guy with his hands up, surrounded by SWAT, like that's that's going in textbooks. Yeah, right? there's
1: nothing new about. What there's
2: nothing doing. new, but yeah. I think the visibility of it, yeah. yeah, plus the fact that people now have
0: time, yeah, that's the biggest is, thing.
2: Yeah, is making this more universal than it than it was in yeah. the past.
0: Y'all done fucked up.
2: The other thing is like we're now seeing kind of universal condemnation from the institutions themselves. So Minneapolis school departments. Comp- uh, school uh, education department completely cut ties with the police. Mm-hmm. The university cut ties with the police. That's big. These are big steps, Huge. right? And now we're hearing about the Minneapolis City Council saying we're going to actually dismantle the police department. Good. We're going to dismantle and start anew.
0: Can we do that shit
2: nationwide? Yeah, and that's what people are now calling for. It's like it's not enough for these people to be charged. And finally, after much protest and much pushback, the police officer was charged with third degree murder at first,
0: yeah it was uh,
2: then Keith Ellison, the attorney general, got involved. the other officers were now charged, and the charge was increased to second degree murder,
0: yeah, he got second degree um on June third, so yesterday, as we're recording, and yeah. yesterday was when the other three officers were um charged with aiding and abetting second degree murder,
2: yeah. Yeah. So uh, first, clear sign that protests do work.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. You, you can bring pressure onto people. It only took all 50 states for it to happen. <laughs> and,
0: and and let's not lose sight of the fact that you they reopened Breonna Taylor's case. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. that's the other huge. thing is that
2: the, the yeah. huge pressure has brought uh, to bear on that that Breonna Taylor's case is now being reopened so yes the protests are to a certain extent working but now they've also pushed this conversation of yeah we need to really rethink policing it's not enough to just be like okay we gotta hold these a couple bad apples accountable there is a systemic cultural issue now this is something we knew back in ferguson the department of justice opened up a case into ferguson and went holy shit you have a you have like a fucking history of racial bias here you have a systemic cultural problem going on here. But no one addressed it. There are people who have been putting forth mo- different models. And I think this is kind of interesting. One is Camden, New Jersey. Have you guys heard of Camden, New Jersey?
1: You, I have you, heard yeah. of it. You, know, you guys heard
2: about their policing model?
1: I no, I haven't.
2: So Camden, New Jersey did a weird experiment. After kind of Ferguson and all that, They, from 2015 on, they did something new. The police chief there... Re- went about and redid the entire police protocol. First, they emphasized de-escalation training. Two, they put the police officers back into the community. Cops are supposed to park their cars and then walk about and kind of talk to people. Literally go into stores and check in with people. Hey, how you doing? Anything, to do- anything going on? And just kind of be amongst the people. Three, they created what is known as Spectrum of Force. Spectrum of Force is a recognition that you don't just fucking reach for your gun. You, you go through a series of steps first. Then, before you even reach for your gun, you shout out, out clearly, I'm reaching for my gun. Before you shoot, you say, I will shoot. So in other words, you create these steps before you immediately pull the trigger. This is all meant to slow things down, right? Because the cop's instinct is is adrenaline,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Shoot,
2: shoot, 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 like we saw in the case of that. The one guy who was uh, at the hotel, right? Oh, Where the one
1: that was on his knees?
2: The one that was on his knees. He's like, I'm putting my hands behind Put your hands behind you. He's like, I'm putting my hands behind you. And they still shot him.
1: Yeah, Right.
2: yeah. So, and nothing happened to that guy, right? The, that was even caught, that was caught in fucking body cam, so there that that all of this has resulted, and then of course changing the culture. He said, "I'm trying to change the culture from warrior mentality to guardian mentality." The result is that police violence has decreased dramatically, police shootings have dropped dramatically, and crime has dropped pretty dramatically in Camden, New Jersey. Now, it's not a perfect model; it's still very flawed, and nowhere near the sort of training that we see happening in your our European counterparts, right? When it comes to police de escalation. But these are the kind of models that are being being put forth. It's like, hey, okay, if we're gonna address this first, defund the police. That's the basic step. Two put forth the idea that police officers have to use a spectrum of violence and they can or a force. They can't just jump for their gun every fucking time they feel threatened. Yeah. Right? Just not gonna happen. Of course that that doesn't resolve the George Floyd case in any way, shape or form. Right? but there are, like, models that are being put forth. Now, As the same time that there are these models being put forth, defund the police, abolish the police, dismantle and start over with other kind of alternative forms of policing, the Camden model, all these, you have the national response
1: from our president. Oh, geez, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, the national response being uh, smash the toys and then start crying in your bunker uh, (laughs) seems to be the... Apparently. I mean, it seems to be the the, the response that they're that they really uh, looking to do out of the White House right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what's sad is that, you know, if you were to find uh, old podcast episodes from, let's say, five years ago of yeah. Currently Nerdy, right? Yeah. There was a point, that, you know, in our history where I think you made the statement that gay rights is the civil rights movement of our generation.
2: Yeah.
1: Right and it although it was right i think i think
2: data is actually the civil rights of our generation i haven't said lg it's i've always said data is personal data
1: yeah well either way yeah yeah, one of us said it right i know that for a fact right it wasn't me but one of us or one of you guys did and man like you know who would have thought that those simpler halcyon times of 2016 or whatever you know would uh you know would would be would be considered kind of the good old days for us. I mean, considering everything just kind of went on fire again. Um what it's what's messed up about this whole thing is that I think what I found now is that if you didn't notice the dictator like tendencies of Trump before, yeah. there's no way that you can't notice them now, right? Like his strongman approach or supposed strongman approach to this bullshit right, is like right right out of the, the dictator playbook, right, right out of the fascist playbook. His response to these things right out of the fascist playbook. You can literally see it in almost every fascistic ruler within modern history, right? Even the fact that the guy turned down the lights of this fucking national plantation and then decided to hide for a while.
0: Hashtag bunker boy.
1: Yeah, really. I mean, that shit was fucked up. But I think what the most messed up thing is, and this is really like, I couldn't, I can't, I don't even understand how anyone can even defend the actions, right? The fact is, it's like he was he was able to, uh, or he, you know, ordered the tear gassing of of uh, protesters in front of the White House, right, for the purpose of a photo op to hold a fucking Bible upside down. It's you St. Know?
0: John's Basilica, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's crazy is that, you know, he's, there's, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of response from politicians as a result of this because this was the line for even the people who were kind of kissing his ass a lot of people a lot of people that work for him you know are also trying to save their own now because this was kind of the you know this was his moment to really kind of uh i guess you know betray you know the in terms of i would guess i I don't know pr is that even the right term for it i guess for pr is like this was the worst thing that could have possibly happened because it just it just came right out of this just horrible idea of of taking a photo with the fucking Bible and what is it? The secretary of defense of Mark Esper right now, right? He's having some, uh, he's having some issues because it's like, he's talking about how he didn't want to do it, you know? And then, and now his generals are against him, right? The guy, mad dog Mattis, who every right winger was fricking hard as the Dickens over in 2016 or whatever now is upset because madness has turned on him. Right. And this is, yeah. I couldn't, it's like, I, I never would have thought because all my conservative friends who are like Marines were, were the ones who, you know, were all about Mad Dog Mattis, because they thought he was some badass. And now all of a sudden they're turning on him because he decided to announce what was going on with the Trump White House and with that's going on in these mass protests.
2: Yeah. So let's let's put this in a timeline. So the protests started uh, in D.C. and and they got, they came right up to the White House. And reports came from the New York Times that as a result of that, Trump was placed in Dick Cheney's bunker uh, for protection. This agitated him it made him feel like he was weak uh, and was viewed as weak by the people.
1: Yeah, Insecure about his size.
2: And so in response to this, he decides to plan a photo op where he will walk from uh, the White House to a church where he will issue a statement. And as a re- result of, of, of this kind of desire to do this walk, the uh, National Guard and the police force of D.C. opens fire on peaceful protesters, shooting tear gas, pepper spraying, etc., and it's captured live by the press. The press are like, these are peaceful protesters. He makes his walk, the area is cleared out, he gives this kind of saber-rattling speech where he threatens if... You know, if, if the governors don't handle their, their states, that he will send in the army, that he will invoke the Insurrection Act, uh, something that he, he threatens to do but hasn't done, uh, that has only been done since Rodney King and since the Civil Rights, two times kind of in recent history, though um, we have had instances of, of the National Guard being sent out frequently. Uh, And then, you know, this this photo op of his kind of goes viral. There's black and white pictures of him. He puts out a video. And all that does is it ends up radicalizing the protesters even more. And he's forced once more back into the bunker. And instead of, of really kind of crushing down, what ends up happening is he hides. And he builds a little wall for him a big fence that he keeps building higher and higher and a perimeter that he keeps making wider and wider so the commentary now is that trump's promised to build a wall to keep americans safe now he's built a wall around himself to keep himself safe from americans um which goes to show how far things have turned now of course he's got his supporters and right wing who will always kind of back him no matter what he does but there is a sort of moment in which people saw this as a line that he had finally crossed a pr line i think not a policy line not a poll in terms of policy people are people are fine with it people are okay with crushing dissent the very same people who think that face masks are tyranny also think that police shooting protesters is Mm. a-okay. So, but the PR of it looked so bad that you're now seeing uh, bills put forth by Congress, bipartisan bills that demand several things. First, for example, police must identify themselves at all times because we have now see a group of police DOJ officials who are unidentified. They don't wear insignia, they're wearing no more shirts under their body armor. We have no clue who they are, but they've been put out by the DOJ, Uh, as well as a uh, IG inspector general uh, report and investigation that's now being opened up into William Barr, Bill Barr, for his role in the shooting of uh, tear gas and pepper bullets and whatnot into peaceful protesters in order to get this photo up. So things are starting to turn.
0: You know, they're claiming that they didn't actually shoot the bullets. Yeah, they're wow. They're like
2: they're making all sorts of claims.
0: They're literally the, saying we we didn't shoot pepper bullets at, at, at the protesters. Yeah, I mean it's literally on camera. But it's,
2: you like, know, you it's one of those moments where you just go, well, these these people are the as, asking you to deny the the things A. you see with your own yeah. eyes.
1: But I mean, they've been gaslighting. They've been trying to gaslight the country for four years now. Yeah, you know. It's, so it's it's part and The parcel. reason they're going to try it, right? Like
2: yeah, part and parcel. But this is the, the question we're at now: is where do we go next? Are the protests going to continue, and will they bring about some type of real, sustained change? Uh, as we speak, uh, the memorial for George Floyd was held, and it looks like the protesters are going strong. And in fact, in many places, like in Seattle and LA and elsewhere, curfews
0: are being removed. Yeah, BLM sued in L.A. and they left the curfew. (laughs) Yeah, so
2: the curfews are being sued. So we're now starting to see the police. It's not that the police are backing down in any way, shape, or form. They're still continuing their brutalizing of people. But the question now is, is this transforming into some form of sustainable movement? It's already been Black Lives Matter. But is it now going to be a nationwide, maybe a global-wide protest against the systems that are failing us? Is this the moment in which we're going to see real fundamental change? Not just, hey, we're going to vote someone out of office, but hey, the police in this country need to be defunded, like a real movement to defund police nationwide, which is the bare minimum for the record. That's mm-hmm. not even the study. That's just where you start. Is that is that what's going to manifest here? Or is this a venting of anger that will subside in a few days? I don't
0: right. think so. I, I think here's the thing, right? The difference between this Baltimore and Ferguson has been nationwide and global reaction, much bigger right now in, in the cases of Ferguson and Baltimore, right? Which has just been recent, like where there's been like protests and uh, uprising, right? Yeah. It was just those two cities for the main, like for the most part. And even in the case of Eric
2: Garner. No, it wasn't nationwide, but there was there were other cities. I know because I was at the BLM protest in LA.
0: But it wasn't it wasn't to the extent that it is in this one.
2: No. It wasn't as big. Yeah. It was still big. I we distinctly got tear gassed. Yeah. But it was, I mean I didn't, but the yes. movement did. But yeah. I was there. I was there for the BLM protests.
0: Yeah. So it's I think because of the attention that it's garnered, because yeah. of the response, you've seen fucking bullshit ass companies that <laughs> exploit black labor and fucking exploit black bodies and screw over black people all the time Nike yeah Nike mm. Reebok NFL San Francisco 49ers Washington yeah. Redskins yeah all this other yeah. bullshit The Nickelodeon
2: put out a pretty good one.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ben and Jerry's put out a good one, but I guess they're canceled because they're um everyone. they they they're anti everything except Palestine. They hate Palestine. <laughs> so they so they have a good statement, but they suck it when it comes to Palestine. So they're they're one of those people. But um like you've seen other people like you're now seeing corporations get involved, right? Yeah. Corporations getting involved. That's money. That looks bad. If a co- like if a multi billion dollar organization is sitting there saying like, Oh yeah, Black Lives Matter and we need to make a change. Best believe that these people are funding the politicians, so the politicians might want to make a change too because it's a bad PR look for the companies.
2: You know, I, I agree with you that there is definitely something uh, different this time around than in previous BLM protests. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100% there. The tone is different. As a person who's been at both, right, who was at the BLM protests back in Ferguson and Baltimore, the, the nationwide ones, and who participated in some of the ones presently, there is tonally, there is something different. You can feel it. This one is far more energized, far angrier, uh, and and far more powerful, I think. I don't know if I, dis- if I agree with you in regards to the corporation thing. Because corporations putting out statements is not the same as corporations pulling their money out of things. That's true. It's not the same as corporations putting their money where their mouth is. Um, I don't see any corporations really calling for uh, breaking of ties with police departments. I, I just don't. Um, I see that they'll say stuff like they support Black Lives Matter, but I don't think they're they're going to do it. I think where the change is happening is far more grassroots. I think the school system is kind of big. That's the real marker when the school system is like, yeah, we're cutting ties. Um, I think the, those are indications that this may become something bigger. And I think the fact that... that there is now a concerted effort. This isn't just Black Lives Matter. This is Black Lives Matter. Now what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Right? Yeah, the stakes so there's a, are higher in this yeah, part, there's a yeah, yeah, the stakes are much higher, and there's also a much clearer like, intent. This means transformation of our, of our racial uh, system and of our legal system. And I think that's where I think we're going to see... I think those are good indications of change. So I'm hopeful... Whether it'll happen or not, that's a different <laughs> that's a different matter. Never, never, never underestimate the power of hegemony.
1: Yeah, or even better, like how lazy people can. I mean, people really, yeah. you know, I, I think there's, um, you know, it, it's it's weird because, you know, we, we, we're constantly talking about social media and its kind of pitfalls, you know, and the issues that we have with data and everything else. But, like, yeah. this doesn't exist unless things like social media and everyone having a camera phone exists also. Yeah, social you
2: know? media is a very great tool for activism. Is it isn't the end and the or the beginning of activism though? Yeah. It yeah. raises awareness. That's what social media is. It also helps to organize. It's really good to get the word out. I've never doubted the power of social media when it comes to social change in that we saw the Arab Spring as a result of it. However, it is not an emancipatory tool. It often replicates the same structures of violence and inequality that we see elsewhere. It also isn't the end all be all of activism. The problem is that people see a retweet as the same as marching on the streets.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it
2: isn't. And that this to be clear, this isn't like a this isn't a statement about able bodies and, and, and whatnot. If you can't march on the street, you can't march it. There are other ways of getting involved, putting you know, donating, petitioning, calling. Those are all valid ways. But retweets don't count as as activism it's the bare minimum yeah but you can certainly see the way in which social media has helped galvanize certainly and organize and raise awareness about the stuff that is going on the ground the stuff that are is on the streets
0: yeah i, I think and i think even if you're not out on the streets the the donating and signing the petitions and making the calls that's basically being out on the streets. yeah
2: and and put your money put your money there open your purse honey bail bail Mm. bail funds are really desperately needed uh in places Uh, dc's is really kind of hurting right now donate what you can support in in other ways if if it's a retweet go for it but don't let that be, don't yeah, and retweet be and then all, yeah. pat yourself on the back like, oh, I've done my activism yeah. for
0: the day. Posting a little black square <laughs> on your Facebook you know, or your, your Instagram page isn't.
2: That's the beginning. That's yeah. the start. And it's a good start. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. It's a good start. But it's got to go beyond that.
1: Yeah, don't ice bucket uh, challenge this thing.
2: If you can't pick up the phone and call your local representative, if you can't shoot that email, if you can't donate that money, then we've got a problem that you've got to be able to do those things. Those are the, those are ways of getting involved. If you don't want to go out there if you're immunocompromised or you're afraid of the pandemic or even just you don't you can't go out. That's fine. That's fine. The point however is that you need to be involved in other ways, right? The thing that, that people don't realize is that any movement that creates sustainable like real radical change takes about 3.5% of the population. That's all it takes. But it requires 35 to get up and do something.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: The American Revolution, people forget, the American Revolution was supported and involved only 3% of the population. That's all it takes. But you've got to get there. The reason why it seems like such a low and easy number to get is because the reality is most protests, most movements, don't even get to 1%. Don't even get to 1%. So it doesn't take a lot to enact real change. But despite that, we, we don't even hit the bare threshold. But we're getting there. And all it takes is you picking up the phone or you doing something more than raising awareness. Once you move from raising awareness to affecting change, whatever that is, whether that's a call or an email or whatnot, then hey, you're on the right side. Boots to asses. Boots which, to asses. And another interesting fact no government can survive when 5% of the population rises up against it. Yeah. So there's a there's a 2% difference between radical change and revolution. Just putting it out there.
0: <laughs> and on, yeah, that I believe note, on, on that note, we're going to say when we were 11, we turned 13 because fuck 12.
2: What? What? What?
0: Fuck 12. What? You haven't seen all the memes, the fuck 12 memes? What no, does that mean? What does that mean? Twelve—it's another word for police officers, oh. right? Because the code oh. they call each other twelve. Oh. So they say it's been—you haven't seen that shit on Twitter. It's like no, I, I thought
2: was, that was a remark on like 2012 no, being a shitty no. year. Yeah, or
0: something. They what said, was that? They say when I was eleven, I turned thirteen because fuck twelve. Or <laughs> when I'm at work, I take my lunch at either eleven or one because fuck twelve. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> on that note, we're gonna end the podcast here. Diz, why don't you take us out? Fuck the police. But fuck the police. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy. We're on Twitter at currently nerdy. We're on Instagram at currently nerdy. Uh, we're on Tumblr, currently We're on Google Play, Stitcher, and the iTunes podcast app. So make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We promise once we get this shit fixed, it's going to be more consistent episodes coming out, more and more. Because we've been on time usually for the past like eight years. So. Don't blame us when shit doesn't go right sometimes. Stop uh, co- stop making excuses. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, you could uh, catch us individually if you want. V, how can I get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, and find me on Twitter and Instagram at vtran214. It's vytran and 2 and 4 My website, thesandwichslayer.com. Ali.
2: You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at A-A-O-L-O-M-I or on our sister podcast, Head on History, or my website, alialomi.com.
0: Diz. You can find me everywhere at DizBullah, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H, and also on our sports podcast, Currently Nerdy Sports, which is on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Nerdy. We'll be back up and running when the NFL season starts.
2: For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in, and remember, stay smart, sexy nerds, and remember, Black Lives Matter.
0: Yes, and all hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. And you're not part of the Currently Nerdy Empire if you're one of those All Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter
1: motherfuckers. Yeah, fuck off, one of those people. <laughs>